This is The Rocker Recovery, and this is Angie Meadows. And Will. And today we are on Relationship Addictions Lesson 7. It's called Trauma Bonding, Will. Yeah. Oh, Lesson 6. I'm sorry. You're right. Obsession is magnetically strong, but is not love. Oh, interesting. So if you're obsessing over somebody, it's not likely that you love them. It's likely that you have a trauma bond. Make relationship decisions very slowly. Whether at least four seasons and a couple cries, crises, crises, with a per, with a person before making a commitment. Study yourself and work on your weakness. Work on your emotional wounds. Don't compare your journey to somebody else's. Stop judging your emotions and thoughts. Just identify them. So I want to externalize my emotions. I don't want to internalize them. I don't want them. To guide my decisions, I want to guide my decisions with rational, cognitive, healthy thinking. So be gracious and learn to love yourself in a healthy and sanctified way. When we give from a wounded place of emptiness, relationship stability is hard to find, and we tend to be triggered and repeat old wounds in new relationships. Instead, we must nurture ourselves in a healthy, sanctified way to heal and develop a healthy identity. This is not selfish. It is the development of a sanctified self. A sanctified self remembers to do what is best for me and my future, has strong boundaries, and nurtures myself with self-care every day. A sanctified self has inner peace and speaks kindly to oneself and extends grace to weaker, broker parts of myself and never judges or condemns. So what would it look like, Will, to not judge my emotions, to not judge my thoughts, to not think that I should be somewhere that I'm not, but just give myself extra grace for the day? You'd be much better off. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be really cool. I wouldn't be constantly trying to get somewhere I'm not. I would be enjoying the moment. So here's the lesson. If you are loved, starved, anyone that pays attention to you can look like look like a viable. viable partner. Attentiveness from another can fill that internal void, especially if the person is intense and mirroring your needs through nurturing and validation that you may not have received in a long time. If ever. Then sometimes the flirtatious energy is so strong that you can make a hundred excuses for obvious red flags. This energy makes an internal broken or dead part of you come alive. You may find a piece of yourself that has been hidden, shut down, or that you didn't know existed. If you are obsessing over a person, it is not likely to end well for either of you. This means you are attempting to find your authentic identity in another person, and this is not possible. So here's what it looks like if you're love-starved, number one. Anything that remotely looks like love, we gorge on if we are starving. This can end in destructive in destruction with relapse and even death. Oh, how many people have we seen in recovery start relationships and end up relapsing? Many, many. Many, many, many. So number two. When your heart is starving, it is nearly impossible to love. All res- responses become selfish. Feed your heart on the love of God. Be led into his steadfast love. 
So you have an inner flow that is vibrant and giving. Otherwise, it is difficult to receive or sustain love. You can only consume it and be left more broken. Wow. That's a mouthful. (laughs) So feed on the love of God. Number three. There is a difference between loving to get your needs met and loving others for their value. When you know your value, you can love even the unlovable and radically accept them with strong boundaries and without expectations for them to change. Yes, so if the person in your life that making you crazy, if you could radically accept where they're at and never expect them to change and know that it's going to be like that tomorrow, the next day, the next day, next year, the next year, are you willing to, to stay? Are you willing to stay? Is this the way you want the rest of your life to look? When I am a broken person, I may settle for crumbs. I may lower my standards. I may know I am going going into a toxic relationship, make a thousand excuses, and see multiple red flags and not be able to stop myself. My friends may be warning me, and yet I am making every excuse because I am love-starved. These relationships start too fast and develop toxicity quickly. The key is to learn that all you need is within you. As a child, you needed others to provide and protect for you, protect you. As an adult, your identity may not be solid. You may be looking for others to complete you and meet your needs, and this keeps you hyper-focused on controlling or consuming others and not on a relaxed, flowing, gentle, easier, healthy relationship. Do you consistently choose others that are broken and try to fix them? Instead, turn your focus inward and work on yourself. So here is what a trauma bond looks like. Trauma bonding is a familiar vibrational pullback into toxicity that resembles resembles your home or origin or past broken relationships. It has been suggested that we repeat these patterns, attempting to resolve old relationship wounds or perhaps because they are familiar. Intense attraction may only be an old trauma bond. I must wait until physical attraction resolves itself. I can talk about it to a trusted friend. I can recognize this person likely isn't spiritually or emotionally healthy, but is vibrationally connected to me through past trauma that resembles mine. And I can write out all these red flags. Now, I can't do this, Will, if I get too close too fast. I can do this from a distance. Adults of childhood abuse think with feelings and not with cognitive reasons. Reasoning. Look at that. (laughs) If you have a string of broken relationships, gravitate gravitate repetitively repeatedly to toxicity or been trapped in domestic violence multiple times, do not have a relationship until you work on strengthening your inner self. This usually takes a year or two of solid work. Yeah, so we have some relationship recovery stuff to do here uh, in our homes of origin, going back and grieving for the childhood that we didn't have, going back for the parents that didn't protect us, particularly if you were molested as a child, going back and forgiving. Um, We have a lot of relationship work to do before we're ever going to be healthy enough to enter a relationship where it can be fulfilling. So here is a red flag evaluation number one. Are they on rebound from a disastrous relationship? (laughs) Number two. Are they in a toxic relationship they are struggling to end? Number three. 
Do they lie often? Four. Are they obsessing over you? Five. Are you obsessing over them? Six. Are they confessing their attraction and intense sexual desire? Number seven. Do they have a history of being unfaithful? Eight. How many times have they been divorced or ne- or ended a long-term relationship? What is what it was am- it amicable? Oh, was it amicable? Amicable or, or volatile? volatile. <laughs> Number nine. Have they owned their part in past relationship failures, or do they play the victim? Oh, this is very important to recognize. Number ten. Have they done the work emotionally to heal from past relationships? Uh, Eleven. Are they emotionally healthy enough to start a new relationship? Twelve. Do they have strong mood swings? Thirteen. What are their family relationships like? Fourteen. Do you hear yourself making excuses for them? Yelch, yelch, yelch. Fifteen. Does their walk match their talk? Sixteen. Are they respectful of your boundaries? Seventeen. Can they self-regulate and find inner peace quickly without indulging strong, intense emotions? So if a person can't self-regulate will, they might rage for an hour, and that was their way of self-regulating. Now they feel like they've discharged all that negative energy. Of course, what they did was throw it on you, uh, and now you're all freaked out and have to go figure out how to regulate yourself so if a person can't self-regulate but uses others as a verbal battering ram um they're not safe to be around they've got to be able to learn to self-regulate so let's look at some toxic relationship vulnerability number one wounded heart number two past rejection and broken relationships number three unfaithful desire to be loved unfulfilled desire to be loved four unmet emotional physical needs five unstable identity six looking to another person for completeness yeah completeness number seven too kind and empathetic and then to have a history of childhood neglect abuse abandonment or trauma so if i have these wounded heart past rejection broken relationships unfulfilled desires to be loved unmet emotional needs unstable identity looking for to another person to completely complete me or to be too kind and empathetic i'm very vulnerable to pick up a toxic relationship so if i keep making excuses for people and wiping their slate clean with forgiveness because that's what christians do then i'm very vulnerable so when i've been in a relationship that's been abusive i don't i might forgive for my sake i keep wiping that slate clean and letting them come back and abuse me again that's on me I need them to earn their way back. I need them to do the work of recovery for themselves and growth. And they may not be capable of it. And that might be okay. I might need to just move on. So let's identify some more red flags. Number one. Lustful and or obsessive. obsessive? Yes. Number two. Super fast and intense connection. Three. Double-minded with push-pull tendencies yes push pull means oh come here oh, no 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 go away <laughs> number four confusion and anxiety five regret regressing emotionally after initial few days weeks of love bombing lying manipulating control dominance ungrateful or entitled yeah this is emotional regression in a relationship where they become somebody uh, very 
immature, like a rebellious teenager. Number six. Emotionally charged highs and lows. Seven. Repetitive past relationship failures with toxic breakup. So let's go back to this six, this charged highs and lows. This is a roller coaster that goes really high with emotions. They're really happy, but they go really, really low with domestic violence and abuse. Uh, This high low, particularly if you were raised this way, is addictive. And so when you get in a safe place, you might be the abuser. You might be so used to this roller coaster that you're creating your own roller coaster. So number seven... Repetitive past relationship failures with toxic breakups. Number eight. Blame shifting, victim thinking, then bully behaviors. Nine. Overly concerned about what people think. Ten. Unresolved bitterness from any past relationship. So the application is take your time in a new relationship. Make sure you aren't making yourself available just because you're lonely. Make sure you are emotionally healthy enough to start a new relationship without losing your own self. Make certain this is an emotionally available person. Let the relationship grow and develop slowly. It takes time to determine if this is lust or a healthy attraction. Intense alternativeness may feel reassuring but could be the beginning of toxic control. Yeah, so this attentiveness that comes at um, in a honeymoon phase of any uh, relationship that gets started could be toxic bonding, you know, trauma bonding, or it could be just a healthy honeymoon phase, but you're not going to know if you go too fast. <laughs> it's going to ruin it all. So you really got to go slow. You got to see how this is going to build and grow. So let's look at the rules of engagement for new relationships. Number one. Do not get entangled financially in a relationship for at least two years. Number two. Don't give away your financial power or independence ever. Number three. Whether four seasons and a couple crises with a person before making a long-term commitment. Number four. Discern a person's entitlement and gratitude level. Five. Complainers rarely make good partners. Amen. (laughs) Number six. Angry people are hard to please. Mm, Don't go with an angry man lest you learn his ways and you become like him. Number seven. Discern their work ethic. Can they keep a job? Eight. Are they naturally a giver or a taker? Nine. Unless they are a good con, a person's speech will eventually detail their intentions and motives. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks, so listen very carefully to the words of others. Number 10. Move slowly to intimate intimate levels. A player will get bored and move on if they only looking for quick ego supply. Yeah, so we're going to look. We got a chapter on what a player looks like, what a groomer looks like, and, and how... Um, people can manipulate and con you and they may not even know they're doing it it just may be the cycles that they normally do so the principle is obsession is magnetically strong but is not love here's the conclusion fighting may be the stronger side of yourself protecting your weaker self standing your ground and building strong boundaries is healthy if somebody pushes until they break your boundaries and you tiptoe, make excuses, and stop fighting back, you're in a danger of losing your own identity and becoming helpless and stuck in toxicity. And when you get stuck in a relationship, uh, you're locked in, and, and it becomes your prison. It's very difficult to get out. So let your yes be yes and your no be no. But let your yay be yay and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation in James five twelve. 
When you see red flags, don't make excuses. Step back, let things unfold. Healthy relationships build trust bonds over time and are not in any hurry. Huh, how about that? Toxic relationships move fast and trap you quick, quickly. Slow down. See the snare coming and hide. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Proverbs twenty-seven twelve. You want to pray us out of here? Lord, help me to recognize the red flags and danger signs and refuse to make excuses. Give me the ability to trust in my intuition. intuition. Help me to heal and prepare my prepare for healthy relationships. Help me to identify toxicity and repent quickly and give me the power to change my thinking and behaviors. Lord, help me to own my own identity. Help me to know who I am in Christ and help me to always land with love for myself and love for you and for others in Jesus' name. And we love you. And this was Angie Motos. And we'll. And we'll see you next time.